Good evening, everyone. Um, now, I know that Sam described me as pursuing a climate and weather major because I'm very curious about meteorology, but really it's just an excuse for me to come up with something witty to say when uh, someone asks me, how's the weather up there? Weather and climate are such elusive, imperfect sciences. They are so very complex with many variables and mechanisms. Now, trying to understand it all is like trying to eat a meal in one bite. It's, it just won't happen. Understanding the little bits first and building up from there is how it's done, but even then, you're only guessing at the end of the day. Very good and accurate guesses, mind you, but we don't have crystal balls to read the future. Um, in a climate sense, one of our best ways of looking forward in time is to look back in time. We uh, look at ice cores, look at tree rings, look back at historical weather observations. Uh, these observations provide an accurate description at a local level. How did the climate change at this location, not just over a general area? Tonight, I'm, gonna, I'm very excited to talk about someone who was instrumental in setting up weather observation stations all over Australia and was vital in making readings standardised and therefore useful to meteorology. I'm going to tell you all about the life and times of a man that many consider to be the father of modern-day meteorology. Born, in, uh, born 18th of September, 1852, in England, Clement Lindley Wragg grew to be a man who was described as having a brilliant mind, an iron constitution, and an incredibly explosive temper. Uh, dear Clement looked very much the part of a uh, person of ye olden times from his photograph. Imagine the stereotypical black and white photo. So you got the angled head, the beard, the very upright posture. Have you got it? Now all you have to do is just imagine a mop of flaming red hair and you have Clement Lindley Rag. Originally educated in law, he soon found himself out on the open seas, training as a midshipman. Apparently he was a good singer and enjoyed exercising his voice box during the sea shanties, although it's difficult to imagine this based on the very formal photos of him. Eventually he made his way to Colonial Australia, where he would become part of the South Australian Surveyor General's Department in 1876. He would stay for a couple of years, also studying meteorology, before returning to his country of birth, where he ventured into weather observation, setting up several low-level and high-level weather observation stations. He would continually obtain this data for a couple of years before he offered to set up and monitor a station uh, on Ben Nevis, the highest peak in the British Isles in Scotland. For several years, of several months of the year of 1881, RAG ascended Ben Nevis almost daily. Now, this is a 1.3-kilometre high mountain. It's no easy feat to trek up and down each day. It's fair to say that old Clement was a bit of a fitness junkie. Uh, if the 1880s had Instagram, I think he would have been all over the fitness hashtags. The Scottish Meteorological Society decided that perhaps they'd heard enough of RAG's daily exercise and they'd they built a permanent summit observatory uh, at the peak. RAG applied for the uh, role there of superintendent and was turned down uh, and then decided he would once again journey out to the shores of Australia. Continuing this trend of setting up weather observation stations, RAG's meteorological work caught the eye of the Queensland government who gave him the role of government meteorologist in 1887. 
This is the point from which many reports of Rag's inflammatory nature began to pile in. Within a short time, he established the Chief Weather Bureau Brisbane and put out his first substantial publication, Rag's Australasian Weather Guide and Almanac. Seemed like a humble bloke. In this almanac, he justified that the Chief Weather Bureau Brisbane, in his own words, maintains the title and reputation as A, Brisbane, by virtue of its geographical position, is naturally fitted for the location of such an office. And B, hitherto, this guy used words like hitherto, no wonder no one liked him. Hitherto, the observatory staff has given its attention entirely to meteorological research being contrary to custom in other colonies, unhampered by uh, astronomical, postal, telegraphic, and other duties entirely foreign to meteorology. Now, this didn't earn him many friends in other colonies, especially as he used this position to produce reports and charts, not only for, for Queensland, uh, but for other colonies of Australia as well. This being said, he was really the first person in Australia to do real weather forecasts. Clement Ragg pioneered the start of standardised weather observations all over Australia during this period, establishing an extensive network of stations in Queensland and all the, also other areas of the country as well. On a visit to Tasmania, he ascended Mount Wellington in the face of a snowstorm after the local guides had refused to continue. Maybe he just wanted to show off his fitness fanaticism again, but um, he established a station on its summit and continuing this mountain climbing trend, he set up a station on the peak of Mount Kosciuszko also. Combining both of these stations with uh, the established network um, that he already had, he uh, was able to draw up accurate weather maps um, akin to the, those that we use today. More importantly, he introduced Stevenson, Stevenson screens um, in, as standard in Queensland. These screens are used to house wet and bulb, uh, wet and dry bulb thermometers that measure air temperature and humidity, um, sheltering them from direct sunlight, rain, snow, and high winds, and also leaves and animals. Um, we still use these uh, Stevenson screens today. This allows readings to be standardised across the board, uh, giving accurate and measurable values. Unfortunately, he couldn't convince meteorologists in the other colonies of Australia to do the same, and some, something about his uh, inflammatory nature again. Um, this is one of the main reasons why our official record um, at the Bureau of Meteorology only goes back to the early 1900s. There, there uh, weren't any standardised measurements in place across Australia, so uh, dear Clement really helped pioneer that change. Just as much as we are today, old Clement was concerned about drought in Queensland, so one of his bright but ultimately really unsuccessful ideas was to buy several Steiger Vortex guns from Italy and to shoot them towards the heavens. The Italians used the guns to try and break apart storms. Rag took this and wanted to see if they could produce rain. The locals raised thousands of pounds to purchase a few and the um, experiment was conducted while Rag was unfortunately out of town. He had had yet another run-in with the local council and, yeah, was not around. Um, unsurprisingly, did not work. There was 
No rain to be had after firing the vortex guns into the sky. Rag, however, never wanting to be wrong, decided that it must have been the people he left in charge running the experiment that ruined it by not following his instructions. Now, my personal favourite fact about Clement Lindley Ragged is that um, well, he's credited with being the first person to start naming tropical cyclones and storms after you know, actual names. This is common these days, but uh, Ragged's system started off with a bit of controversy. Um, he started by naming these tropical cyclones and storms using classical Greek and Roman names, so not a bad start. Um, soon moved on to feminine names. He admired the South Sea Islanders and uh, took inspiration from their names. And then, this is, this is my favourite bit, for unpleasant storms. He named them after politicians that he didn't like or that denied him funding. <laughs> I'm sure there would be several people today at the Bureau of Meteorology that would happily participate in such an exercise, especially after the funding cuts in recent years. I can, I can see it now. You'd have tropical cyclone Peter, severe thunderstorm Tony, surprise asthma pollen storm ScoMo. Ultimately, the controversy that he stirred in his lifetime was his eventual downfall after advocating for a National Weather Bureau for a great many years. He was not put in charge once it was created. Um, he lost his position in Queensland at the time of Federation and lost all his funding and bitterly moved away to New Zealand where he set up a private observatory but then uh, he lived to the age of 70 where he unfortunately died of a heart attack in 1922. Folks, love him or hate him, Clement Lindley Ragg there can be no denying the influence that he had on Australian meteorology. Thank you.